Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. We're back and better than ever on this day filled with huge news. Uh, just sort of ripped up everything that we had planned with the announcement a little after 8 this morning on his own social media that Tom Brady is retiring for good. His words, they are emotional. Let's let you hear them. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so... Uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Yeah, it's classy. It's really nicely done and really emotional. And I know that there is a lot of sadness out there on the part of football fans today because he has been such a ubiquitous part of our experience of that sport for so long. But, you know, Mike and I, uh, Mike and I used to have a, a rule on Mike and Mike that, you know, the, uh, this is not that, to be clear. But when a famous person would die and that person had lived a long and wonderful life, I remember we did this the day Ray Charles died. Different people, athletes, of course, sports people. Now, if you live into your 70s, your 80s, and you have a wonderful life and you die, we always used to say, like, sure, it's a sad occasion, but today is a day to celebrate a life well lived. Well, Tom Brady is not only not dying, but what he is going to find out is that he was an old man yesterday and he is a young man today. Derek Jeter is the one who said this. I can't take credit for it, but it was brilliant. Jeter retired, I believe he was 40 when he retired from major. Do I have that right? He was 40. And I saw Jeter quoted as saying, you know, when I was playing at the very end, I felt like an old man because of the people that I'm, the circle I'm running in, I am. And then immediately after, I realized I'm a very young man. And this may not sound right to you, Hembo, but I'm telling you, 45 is a young man. He has uh, time to do anything he wants to do in life. We all know he already has the opportunity with Fox set up, so he'll remain a part of the game. He can continue to sort of uh, scratch the itch of his passion for football and all the rest of that, um, while at the same time perhaps being more present for his family and whatever else it is he wants to do. And I, I'm, you know, I, I have a one hard, fast rule when it comes to parenting, I'm not interested in your advice on how I should parent my children, and I'm not going to offer you advice on how you should. Everything I can tell from a distance suggests to me that Tom Brady is a dedicated parent, and divorce is something that is very common in this country, and it just it happens. I don't know the reasons for it, and I don't care. It's none of my business in the first place. Um, but to whatever degree Tom decides that that's where he's going to put most of his emotional energy and all that going forward at this point and whatever else he decides he wants to go into because he has an unlimited menu. 
He's probably one of he's he's one of the most famous people in America. He's one of the most universally beloved and admired people in America. He happens to be movie star, good looking. I mean, he could do anything he wants now. And I hope that he will be able to find great fulfillment in whatever it is he chooses. Now, I will say that I used to say this about Michael all the time. And I'm sorry to keep coming back to that, but I think there is a real thread of commonality here. I think there's a real symmetry between the two people, the greatness of their careers, the focus, the dedication, the, uh, the obsession with greatness. I used to say to people all the time, Michael is not going to do well in retirement because he is so singularly focused. He wanted to be the greatest basketball player of all time so much more than he wanted anything else that when you removed that from his psyche, you removed that from his world, I knew it would be challenging for him, and I think he did have trouble with it for a long time. And I think in more recent years, the people who know him well tell me that he really has found a nice peace with his life and what it is now. But I think it took some time. And maybe, I don't know Tom hardly at all, I've met him a time or two and interviewed him a time or two, but he's not someone that I would say I know at all. Um, but he does strike me as a person who might have that same experience, who who might wake up tomorrow after all of the hullabaloo about this has settled down and say, well, wait a minute, what do I do? Like, what exactly is it I do now? I knew what I was doing yesterday and every day before that, since I was about seven years old, I don't know what to do today or tomorrow. And that can be very scary. It might sound great, but it can also be very frightening. And so I'm sure he will have some of that. Whatever. Our job is to talk about him as a football player, and he's one of the greatest ever. Uh, I think my favorite story that was told on Get Up this morning, I'm glad Bubba put this one up here on our screen. Teddy Bruschi was with us, and Teddy was Tom's, of course, longtime teammate. He was in New England before Brady got there, and they were and remain very close friends. And he told this unbelievable story about the two of them at a Pro Bowl. The best story I have about Tom Brady's addiction to winning is the one when we were in the Pro Bowl together after our third championship, um, after we beat the Eagles. And it's when you're at the Pro Bowl and it's it's back when you played in the Pro Bowl. And then every team is introduced and their and their Pro Bowl representatives are introduced. And we were the last ones in the locker room. I think it was myself, Richard Seymour, Adam Vinatieri, uh, Larry Izzo. And Tom looks at all of us and he's as you know, no one's ever won three in a row. I still had, I still had confetti. I still had confetti on the bottom of my cleats. And we're looking at Tom like, dude, we just, we just had the parade, man. Can we just go out here? And they're about to announce us as world champions. And let's just play the Pro Bowl first. He, he wasn't there. It was, it was always about the next one. And it was almost flabbergasting to us. Like, dude, bro. I mean, I still got confetti on the bottom of my cleats, man. Let's take a break. But that, that, was the, that was the addiction. That was him always looking to win at everything. And the championship and raising Lombardi was all it was about. I'm so glad Teddy told that story today. Again, this was a day where much like we are doing on this show, we just ripped up the rundown, right? That wasn't planned. I didn't know he was going to tell that story. We get the news that <laughs> Brady is retiring and then you just go. And Teddy tells that story, and 
I must say, as a talk show host, I was sitting there with about as wide a grin on my face because I know gold when I hear it. And that is an unbelievable story. And it's such a great illustration of of what it is that made Brady great. And I'll tell you another one. Bubba, maybe we can find this sometime between now and the end of the show. I asked Tom Brady Sr. after they won the Super Bowl in Tampa. He came on here. Brady Sr. came on. It would have been sometime in February of what year was that? 21. And he came on and I asked him, what drives him to keep playing? Like, why does he keep doing it? And he told his answer in short form was that he loves all the little things that everyone else hates. Like everyone hates all the working. Everyone hates the dieting. Everyone hates the workouts. Everyone hates the hours and hours and hours of study. Everyone hates the grind. Everyone wants to be a football player. Mike used to say to me all the time, it was just about Sunday. I would never have wanted to stop playing. But it's all the other days of the week that are so hard to get you ready to play on that Sunday. And, and, and pra- practically every football player hates them. But Brady loved them. And that's why he's so great. All right, give me, before I get Chris Berman in here, give me a quick question. Trivia Hembo, go. You got it. Okay, so Tom Brady won 135 games just at Gillette Stadium. 135 wins at Gillette. There's only one other quarterback in NFL history that won 100 games at a single venue in a single stadium. Who's the only other quarterback to win 100 games in a single venue? That's a great question. I'll do my best at that one, and we will get Chris Berman in here with his perspective as we continue. Greeny, we're live at the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase, and we're back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com slash greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them with royal caribbean you don't just go to the beach you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in north america You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zipline through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. 
because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Grainy with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. It was a good time watching Tom Brady play the greatest quarterback of all time, one of the greatest players in the history of American sports, has announced today his retirement for good. Whenever we want historical perspective on the show, I love to turn to Chris Berman, and I will get to him in one second. But first, Hembo gave me a trivia question. Brady won 135 games at Gillette Stadium. Only one other quarterback ever won 100 in any stadium. That's the question you're giving me? Yes, and that includes the playoffs. And that includes the playoffs. So because I don't want to keep Boomer on hold, I'm just going to give you a quick guess. I had a few different names in mind. This is probably not right, but the name that I thought of was Peyton Manning in that dome, whatever they called it. They changed the, the – oh, because they built the – no, they built Lucas Oil Field. So mm-hmm. you're telling me that's going to mess up the answer. Mm-hmm. So it's not Manning because they changed stadiums. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Rodgers has played his whole career at Lambeau Field. He played a lot of games and a lot of years in Green Bay and never loses at home. So, again, in the interest of not keeping Boomer waiting, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. That is incorrect. The correct answer is John Elway, who won 104 games at what they call Mile High Stadium. All right. Well, I mean, almost all of those uh, people saw highlights of because (laughs) Chris Berman Mm -hmm. narrated them on NFL primetime. It is always our pleasure to bring in the legend, the one and only Chris Berman, who joins us here on ESPN Radio. Boomer on, you know, a fascinating day. It's sort of a, you know, it happened a year ago today and it just didn't feel right. And it happens a year later to the day, and this time it certainly does. I'll just give you the floor. What are you thinking today as Tom Brady announces he's hanging him up? Well, it's the day before Groundhog's Day, mm-hmm. uh, Greeny. So we're, we're, we're in the arena. It, it, I, it, I don't know. Do I quote Don Henley here I, at, at the heart of the matter? Mm-hmm. I, I got the call today. I didn't want to hear, but I knew that it would come. Mm-hmm. Um, 45, almost 46. He threw 700-whatever passes. What about in the last playoff game? In other words, he went out slinging like he came in. Well, he didn't sling like that then. You know, this is Wayne Gretzky retiring, obviously. Mm -hmm. This is Willie Mays, maybe, right? This is – you don't need me to say it. Here's something that I thought of uh, this morning, Greedy, you know, doing a little math, which doesn't make me a genius. This is last-gen stats, okay? But (laughs) if Tom played – well, he was hurt that one year. So what did he play? 21 years? Yeah. Something like that. Um, so he played in half the Super Bowls, 10. He he won a third of them, seven. So if we eliminate everything else, right? Everything else. Mm-hmm. How about that? If winning is the ultimate yardstick, no pun intended, uh, for judging a quarterback or anybody, right? We just let that sink in, Greeny. You know, the thing that's fascinating to me, Boomer, too, here's what I find myself thinking about. The history of the sport is defined by the dynasties, right? The Lombardi Packers of the 60s, the Steelers of the 70s, uh, the the Walsh teams of the 80s, and maybe at the end, the Jimmy Johnson team of the Cowboys. And because of the nature of the sport in those times, the whole team basically stayed together. I mean, all of those Steelers and all of those Packers practically were all together for basically the entirety of the run. You look at the 20 years or whatever it is, roughly that, that they had in New England, because it was in the new era, because there was free agency, the players turning over like that, that run is just two people. It's Bill Belichick and it's Tom Brady. They are a dynasty in pro football history, Boomer, all unto themselves. 
They are, and we always say, as someone that covered Cal Ripken breaking Lou Gehrig's record, mm-hmm. you know, well, we could say we'll never see that again. Mm-hmm. We might, but it would be extraordinary circumstances. And, of course, he went on to win another one. But that, to your point, um, even the Niners dynasty, you know, Bill Walsh wasn't coaching at the, the back half mm-hmm. with George Seifert, right? Even right. Well, the Packers, of course, and the, and the, but it was different. And the Chuck Knoll, we, we could go on, but but the fact that he and I think people ought to remember, and we hate to just go to Super Bowls, but most of them were like nail biters, as you know. Mm-hmm. You know the first one, of course, which put New England on the map as a two touchdown underdog. Uh, well, we're going to kneel it and take it in overtime. No, no, we're going to drive, and Vinatieri's going to hit a long field goal. Uh, you know, after nine eleven, um, Carolina game was three points. Uh, the Philly game in 04, they're up 10, Philly score, but again, it was three points. And then the losses were, my, my goodness, like unbelievably close. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the comeback, I mean, against Atlanta, I mean, we could go on. The only one that wasn't was, was well, the last two. You know, they, the Rams, what was it, 3-3 in the fourth quarter, but they won. And then, of course, Tampa was a bigger win uh, over Kansas City. I, I mean, I'm putting it together as we sit here, Greedy, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. To win, this wasn't, oh, God, we're so much better than everyone else. No. It was a struggle in all of those to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. And and so even the ones they lost were were um, monumental. Um, so a winner like this over 20 years in any sport, you just don't see it. The great Chris Berman with us here on ESPN Radio. That's right. And so he goes, you know, Hembo made a good point this morning. You know, the, the, the company he keeps now is the names that you mentioned. It's Gretzky. It's, it's Babe Ruth. It's Michael Jordan. It's, it's the, the, the legitimately the greatest players in the history of American sports. But let's put him in the pantheon of quarterbacks. Of course, he's more uh, decorated than any of the rest of them. Star won five championships, three of them before there was such a thing as a Super Bowl. And, of course, no one else has ever won more than four Super Bowls. But so how, how will you remember him? When we, we, I remember, you know, I, I grew up watching you explaining to me what made Joe Montana so great and Terry Bradshaw before him and, and some of the other great quarterbacks. How will you define what made Brady what he was? The ultimate winner, no matter the circumstances, um, you know, the game changed some from 01 and, and even 03, 04, when they were really obviously outstanding and won all those games over those two seasons, 03 and 04, combined in the regular season. Um, but they had a big back in 04, you know, Corey Dillon. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time it was 07, which is not that much later, to your point, and some of those Patriots, certainly on defense, Teddy, who works for us, and we could go on, uh, were still there but not all from 01, 03, 04. Now here's Randy Moss with, with 50, well, 25 to Randy, 50, you know, touchdown passes, and they did that. When they got back to the Super Bowl, and the one they lost to the Giants in 11, I'm doing this off the top of my head, you know, their offense was more the two tight ends, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't with Tom throwing. I'm not saying they were the only ones. All along, there was a Kevin Falk or... Um, you know, a back that caught the ball uh, out of the backfield. Um, And there was always a slot. Troy Brown begat Wes Welker, uh, begat Julian Edelman, right? That was, those were the constants actually. But, and then, so then the ones that they won um, later on, like the comeback against Atlanta, for example, 
It was another different makeup. And it's only, to your point earlier, five years later that we're talking about this. Now, like, well, it's 12 years later. Somehow Tom's still there, but he's the only one left except for one offensive lineman, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no matter, not the circumstance, no matter what the, the waters brought, he excelled at all of the, and so did Coach Belichick and the Patriot players. He excelled no matter the change on how they needed to win so many of the big games. That's what I will remember more than anything else. Um, there are two things. I, I, don't, I know we're running out of time here, but I, I, in context of this Super Bowl, I thought of uh, just a little about a half hour ago. Mm-hmm. So this is the third one in, in the big <laughs> – they hate it when I say the big toaster. But it, <laughs> Arizona, the thing looks like a toaster, right? You put the English muffins in the top and it looks like a toaster. It'd be a great breakfast. Yeah. So all, at any rate. The 07 was, of course, the loss again to the Giants, where they were almost one minute shy of 19-0. The 14, but, I mean, they wrote football history. The 14, the, the win by New England at the goal line with Malcolm Butler over the Seahawks, changed maybe this discussion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because had Tom and the Patriots lost in another, like, unbelievable down-to-the-wire Boston they would have gone from three and zero to three and three in Super Bowls. I'm not suggesting they would never win another one at all, but then you'd hear, "Well, what about they can't win the big one anymore?" And that changed. But maybe the Seahawks, being the team of last decade, okay, mm-hmm. who had a chance to win three in a row, to the Patriots being the team of last decade because they went on to win two others, one in the Atlanta comeback uh, storybook fashion. So. Well, we head to the Super Bowl this year, which is not the question you asked me. I think of two of his one a loss, one a win, two of the most monumental A Super Bowls, B times in Tom Brady, one time when he didn't win. But think about that when we watch the game, you know, two weeks from now in the big toaster. Absolutely. With with the guy who, and, and look, no one should be comparing anyone to Tom Brady at this moment in time, but with the guy that I think takes the baton from him now as the, the great quarterback in the league with Patrick Mahomes trying to win his second at the age of 27 and seeing where it goes. Boomer, I could do this forever. I know how in demand you are today. Thank you. Thank you for the time. I will see you soon, maybe at the Super Bowl, and if not, sometime soon after that. Thank you, my friend. I look forward to it. Thanks for carrying the torch, Greedy. Hmm, you're the best. The, the great Chris Berman, uh, who, like Tom Brady, set the standard that all the rest of us um, try to follow. You know what I was thinking about as he was saying that? I'll, I'll take a break on this thought, but we'll come back and go through them. You know, when they say sports are a game of inches, some of the Super Bowls that he won, how close he was to losing, but the, some of the ones he lost, how close he was to winning, you know, how, you're literally talking about one play could have turned the outcome of – at least half the Super Bowl, what, he play in 10? Mm-hmm. One play, I think, could almost certainly have turned the outcome in half of them. Do you have another trivia question? Let, let's take that into break. Jimmy. Speaking of Tom Brady losing in the playoffs, Tom Coughlin is one of two coaches that beat Brady twice in the playoffs. My question for you is, who was the other coach to beat Brady twice in the playoffs? The other coach besides Coughlin, who did them both in Super Bowls, 
to beat, beat Brady twice in the playoffs. We'll come back with the answer after this word from Dollar Shave Club. Are you still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Inflation is lame. Crying at the gas station is lame. Overpaying for razors is lame. That's why Dollar Shave Club exists. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. They've been hawking shaving products for years online, and they're excited to bring you the same great quality and low prices at a store near you. Find Dollar Shave Club in the men's razor aisle. Get your Dollar Shave Club razor whenever you want. Epic razors, epically affordable. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Get quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I always say this because I I never know that it's true, but I love sports trivia. I love doing trivia on the radio. I've always found it compelling. I like it when other shows do trivia and um, I try and guess along. And so Hembo's put together some really good Tom Brady trivia questions for us today. If you're just joining us and you have for some reason, I don't know, maybe been asleep until just recently or, or whatever it is, <laughs> about three hours and change ago, Tom Brady announced in a, in a video that he posted that's quite emotional uh, that he is retiring from football for good at the age of 45. You told me that that video has 38 million views on Twitter alone. That's right. Everyone, everyone is watching that video over and over. And it's on Instagram, too, for sure. And I'm sure it has a lot of views there and whatever else. So, so the question is, uh, we've had some trivia questions this morning. I've yet to get one right, so I'd like to get this right. Tom Coughlin, of course, legendarily beat Brady twice in the playoffs, both of them in Super Bowls. There's only one other coach to beat Brady twice in the playoffs. Who is it? So we did the math in my head. There was 13. He lost 13 playoff games in his life. So there's only two of them that beat him twice. So I'm trying to think of who it might be. So one of the names that came to mind is John Fox. John Fox was the coach of the Broncos the year that they beat them and went to the Super Bowl and beat uh, Cam Newton's Carolina team, right? Fox was the coach of that team? He was the coach in 2013, the year they lost to Seattle in the Super Bowl. Oh, he had been replaced by Gary Kubiak by then? Yes. So Kubiak Kubiak was the coach of Denver then. Mm -hmm. Did he beat him? another time I mean Brady's career is such that you can kind of remember the playoff losses right they lost to the Jets and Rex one time they lost to Denver and and I guess it was Kubiak um, that time that I'm thinking of I know he lost at least once to John Harbaugh and and that's the name that is sticking in my head is Harbaugh 
Tomlin, of course, has been the coach there a long time and, and would have played him in a bunch of playoff games. I feel like I always remember um, New England winning those games. Like, they always beat Pittsburgh. I don't think Tomlin beat him twice in the playoffs. You're in agony. So, I mean, I, like, I would like to get one of the three right today. But at the risk of belaboring this, I will I will go with my gut, which was John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is correct. Oh yes, very well done. All right, that a boy off the schneid. I love that. What what were the years? Do you have it? Mm-hmm. So 2009. That was the wild card round up in Foxborough when Ray Rice went Killed crazy. Them, right? Yeah. They they beat. They won that game. That game was like 21 nothing in the early on. Right? 33 to 14 was the yeah, final. They killed them. And then in 20- what's the other one? In 2012 on. On their way to the Super Bowl, Baltimore won the conference championship game in New England. In New England. And that's a game that Joe Flacco threw three touchdowns, and they won that game easily as well. Remind, they won that game easily? Mm-hmm. Why don't I remember that game? I remember New England beating them in a big game. That was the game that Edelman threw a touchdown pass, and that game I remember they for some reason. Four, four meetings. They went 2-2 two and two against each other. This game was 28-13 to 13 okay, in the Super Bowl. I, I, can't, I don't remember anything specifically about that game, um, which is what it is. Anyway, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. So I asked Bubba to get this for me, and he found it. So shortly after Brady won what proves to be his last Super Bowl in Tampa, (coughs) I've developed over the years a very nice relationship with Tom Brady Sr., who's someone I really like and appreciate. You know, I mean, I'm a sports guy, and I'm a dad, and I had a dad who loved sports every bit as much as I did. And so those relationships are very, very meaningful to me. And I've always appreciated how close Tom and his father are, Tom Jr. and Tom Sr. And um, and so having developed a little bit of a friendship with Tom Sr. has been a real treat. And he's always been great with us, comes on the show, and, and has been terrific. So anyway, I asked him after they won that last one. At that point, Brady's 43 years old. He's won his seventh Super Bowl. He finally won one without Bill. I asked he, there is nothing left for him to prove. He's done everything a person can possibly do, accomplished everything a person can possibly accomplish, has all the money a person could ever possibly want, and has an unlimited menu of options, of directions he can take his life for the rest of his life, however he wants to. What drives him to keep playing? And Tom Sr.'s answer was so good and so interesting It was that he loves all the things that go into it. He loves the nitty-gritty. He loves the dirty work. He loves all the stuff that almost everyone else hates. Here was Tom Brady Sr. As we've talked about before, he just doesn't play football. He is a football player to the soles of his shoes. Mm -hmm. And he loves every minute of it. And it's, you love competition, you love the camaraderie, you you love the intrigue, you love all of the dirty work, and then at the same time, it's it's not a matter of, hey, do I get another Super Bowl? It'd be great to get another Super Bowl, but that's that's out of of his control right now. What is in his control is go out and practice and play every day and and basically, uh, in the infamous words of Bill Belichick, do your job. Mm. And he loves doing that. He loves the job. It's that simple. You know, there are not that many of us who have the privilege 
privilege might not be the, the right word, the extraordinary good fortune to love what we do for a living. And I'm one of those people. I'm not Tom Brady. I'll never be Tom Brady. I don't have his money. I don't have his fame. I don't have any of those things. But I have the best thing you can have in life, I think, and I tell my kids this all the time. You spend so much, if you are an ambitious person, you will spend so much of your time and energy and effort in your work, in what you do. And the one thing I've never known is what it is like to do that, doing a job you don't like. Most people in the world work because they need to make money. Some of them make a lot of money. Some of them don't make a lot of money. But either way, they work solely because they need the money that comes from the working. And you do it even if you don't like it. I would guess the overwhelming majority of people within the sound of my voice right now are nodding their heads. Maybe you're at work as we speak, taking a break, whatever it is. And you are going to do your job today, not because it's something you would choose to do otherwise, but because you have no choice. You got to work, as most people do. Brady loves what he does, and he proved it. Because long after the time that he didn't have to do it anymore, he chose to. He chose to continue doing it. Now, I will tell you that I can relate to that in this regard. They're going to pry this job out of my hands. There is never going to come a day where I'm going to walk into the people that I work for and I'm going to say, you know, whoever it might be that, you know, they're not famous people, but they're the most senior people at ESPN, Jimmy Pataro, Norby Williamson, Dave Roberts, whoever you want to name. And there's never going to come a time when I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to say, guys, I'm done. (laughs) They're going to have to tell me because I love this job. I love what we do. Today, I sat here and I got to talk about Tom Brady retiring from football on TV and then on the radio. I can't imagine any better way to spend a few hours. So like, that's a blessing. And I tell my kids all the time, that's much more important than anything else. Uh, I don't mean more important than your family, but when you are choosing a career, choose something you love because you're going to spend so much of your time. I started working in August of 20, no, not 20, anything. Started working in August of 1989 as a production assistant at a radio station in Chicago, WMAQ Radio, which doesn't exist anymore. And I've never had more than two consecutive weeks off since then. And I'm not complaining at all. I have the best career of anybody I know. So that's how Brady is. That's why he does what he does, because he loves it. And football is not a sport that all the players love. I will tell you, having been around all of them, all the sports and covered them, football, play, football is so demanding. Like baseball players, they play every day. Every day is a game. A game is generally fun, right? You're playing a game. That's fun. It's work. It's pressure. It's any number of other things. The travel on the baseball players is brutal. The everyday schedule. I'm not diminishing what they do at all. But what I'm saying is they spend a hell of a lot more time actually playing than they do getting ready to play. Basketball is the same way. They practice more than baseball players. But by and large, they play 82 games. And most of them don't. But you know what I mean? (laughs) They play 82 games. Their careers is playing basketball games. Football is not that. Football players are more like, it's a bad analogy, but it's more like boxers. Boxers train thousands and thousands of minutes to go step in that ring, sometimes for less than 20 minutes. That's what football players do. They spend all week and all year and all of training camp and everything else to play 16 times. Well, now it's 17 times. That's the grind. That's the hard part. 
That's the work that there's no joy in for most people. And that's why most of the ones who retire, retire when they do. I guess there's some concern about injury now and other things. But football players retire basically for two reasons. One, because they can't play anymore, because the league tells them they're done. That's the majority of them. And then the next biggest group is the players who just don't want to do the work anymore. Rob Ninkovich talks about it all the time. Ninko could have kept playing. His last game was the Super Bowl. He could have kept playing, but he said, you know what? I just don't want to do, I don't want to put my body through this anymore. I don't want to be away from my kids like this anymore. I'm done. And then there's the tiny, 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 tiny little group of which Tom Brady is a member that loves all of it. And that's why you saw those tears in his eyes today. Because he's thinking, I'm going to miss every part of this. Not just the Super Bowls, not just the adulation, not just running around on the the field and yelling, let's go, and having 80,000 people screaming. I can't imagine what that adrenaline high must feel like. Almost none of us can. He's going to miss the weightlifting sessions. He's going to miss sitting around the locker room. He's going to miss looking at the film. He's going to miss all the things that most of the other players can't wait to be done with. And that's why he's the greatest of all time. It's that simple. If you want to boil it down to its absolute simplest, Hembo, Tom Brady became the greatest football player ever because he loved it. He loved every part of being a football player. And I think that's the number one thing we say today. And what you just described, I think, is the reason why we will never see another Tom Brady because I'm not sure another person has that kind of hardware, for lack of a better term. I mean, just think. The Patriots drafted Jimmy Garoppolo as his replacement, and he then went on to play nine more seasons. Yeah. He won four more Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs, an MVP in the regular season, and finished runner-up three times. He's thrown more touchdown passes than any player in the NFL since the Patriots drafted his replacement nine years ago. Tom Brady ran the race with endurance, and endurance is a huge part of sports and one's legacy. We'll never see anyone do that. We might see people be greater for a time, I can't imagine we could ever see a player that great for that long a period of time. That's right. That's a really good point. I'm going to tie this with golf, which I I know doesn't feel like it applies, but it's another one. The GOAT debate in golf largely comes down to two people. It's Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods, at his best, I think Jack in an honest moment would admit this. I'd love to put Jack on a lie detector test and ask him this question. Tiger at his best versus Jack at his best. Tiger was better. But the problem was, because of injuries, because his body just broke down in so many different ways, Tiger couldn't do it as long. So Jack accomplished more. So when we talk about Mahomes, Mahomes might have a prime, and that prime could last. Tom Brady has redefined prime. (laughs) Like, what we used to think of as a prime, like a, a, a prime shouldn't be more than like eight years long at maximum. 12 years long. Tom Brady's prime was 20 years. Mahomes is incredibly unlikely to have that. So he is very unlikely for that reason to surpass Brady's accomplishments. So he could become Tiger, but he's unlikely to become Jack. I don't say this to disparage (laughs) Michael Jordan, merely to amplify what Brady did and what Brady has done. But if you imagine Michael Jordan averaging, say, 30 points a game, and winning a championship for Doug Collins or Eddie Jordan in 2005, if you line up the timelines of their careers, that's what Brady did with Arians in 2020. Because yeah. obviously Michael won those six with Phil, like Brady won those six with Bill, 
And then he went on to do something that no one could have imagined he could have done. Yeah. Like, again, it's not to disparage Michael Jordan. That's the extent to which Tom Brady amplified his legacy at the end in Tampa. Yeah, the sports are different. The, 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 the level of athleticism required to be a, a basketball player at the apex of it, it's what makes LeBron so ridiculous. I mean, LeBron is a first-team All-NBA player this year. If the season ended today and you were putting together your first-team All-NBA ballot, he's on it. He's 38 years old. That's unquestionably never happened before. Um, because of the level of athleticism that is required to play that sport, which is different. And now I'm not trying to diminish Brady, but it's a completely different thing than what Brady was able to do. Um, anyway, to sum it up, and it's been a fabulous day. I, I said to Diana Rossini, I live for days like this. I live for it. When, when, when I heard in my ear at about 8.15 this morning, Tom Brady is retiring. <laughs> We're going with the breaking news in about 30 seconds. Like, Nothing more exciting than that can happen to me at work. <laughs> and, um, and, and it was fun. And we did a great job today. The, the teams were phenomenal. Outstanding job by everybody involved in the production and everyone involved on TV with us today on Get Up. Outstanding job by everyone involved in the production and all of us sitting here, the hashtag crew on this show on ESPN Radio. And, of course, the really great coverage will continue everywhere as we now venture forth into a world in which we have not lived in a very long time. And that is a world where Tom Brady is no longer a quarterback in the National Football League. Thanks for everything, Tom. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts. 